Welcome back to another episode of Square State Sandlot. I am your host, Bill Montoya. I've got Raph joining me again today. Raph, appreciate you coming on. <laughs> and I do want to take the time to thank you guys, any of you that are tuning in and, and listening to us, and remind you to subscribe and turn on the notifications so you get alerted wherever you're listening when we go live or when we put out a new episode. Um, with that being said... We do have quite a bit to break into today. Um, we've got, you know, NFL is just a nonstop news-making business, so we've got plenty of news coming from there. Uh, we've got NBA talk. We've got some uh, Wyoming stuff to cover, which we'll get to that right at the top. And then there was a huge trade in the NFL, I heard. <laughs> so we'll break that down. Uh, Logue may be jumping on. We'll see. Um he he actually just texts me, so we'll see if he comes on or not. But um, I I wanted to bring him on specifically to talk about that Panthers trade. But if he can't come on, we'll we'll discuss it in in detail and and go f- go from there. So again, Raf, thank you for coming on. Any wise words before we get started here? No, not really. Let's just let's get rolling. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So I did allude to the Wyoming news, and that is. Both the Wyoming Cowboys and Cowgirls were eliminated from the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Uh, the Cowboys were eliminated in their very first game, so that's not a great run, but kind of what we were expecting, um, especially going up against some of the, the tougher teams in the conference. I know they did beat Un- New, or University of New Mexico at home just a couple weeks ago, but uh Playing against them again in a tournament setting, they actually had the lead by three going into the half um, and just kind of fell off from there, weren't playing great defense. I think the guys were kind of just gassed. Um, When you have a seven-man team, essentially, because of all the guys that transferred out of the program, it's tough to to run with that few players that can actually contribute. So um, they ended up losing pretty big. I think they lost by nine late. so not great. And then, of course, they were they were coached by their assistant coach in this game because Jeff Linder was back home with his dad. And Thursday morning they announced that he had passed away. So I'm glad that Jeff was at least able to be there with his dad uh, to see him before he passed away. Uh, so obviously our thoughts and prayers are up to, to Coach Jeff Linder and his family and hopefully his, you know, it's never a good situation, but hopefully his dad's suffering is now over. So uh, with that being said, the ladies had a much better showing in the tournament. Uh, they actually went to the championship game and lost against uh, UNLV, the home team. Uh, had had quite a great showing. I, I really thought they'd have a chance in this game, and they did quite – or they did – I think they were only down two uh, with like five minutes left in the game or something, and then UNLV pulled away. Um uh, but there's some good news there with the, the ladies. They did get invited to the NIT tournament. So, And the nice thing about that is they will be playing home games. So it'll be good. Like my wife said, the ladies, they did their job. So um, congratulations to the Wyoming Cowgirls. Hell of a season for them. Uh, I think they ended up 20-9 and nine to end the season, obviously with a good run at the end there. Mountain West Conference was not great, so that's why even with 20 wins, they're not going to the NCAA tournament, but they will be going to the NIT. So 
Love seeing that. And then to one of my alma maters, uh, Western Wyoming Community College, actually won the uh, National Junior College NJ- NJCAA Wrestling National Championship, first time ever in their in their school history. So that's pretty exciting. Um, like I said, hasn't been done yet. So congratulations to the Mustangs of Rock Springs. <laughs> proud of proud of my uh, alma mater there so um and then i did want to bring up the community spotlight i know we've talked about this several times we're still it's been tough with with kyle's schedule because he's been on lockdown at the mine for the last 12 days 15 days something like that uh so we had the the poly episode coming up uh we do want to talk to chris haggett of haggett barbell and we are still looking for others that would like to come in, come on and, and talk about the cool things you're, you're doing in your community, whether that's back home in, in Sweetwater County or even if it's somewhere else. I mean, if you're if you're friends with one of us or or you you like what we do here on the pod, we'd like to feature you guys and, and really spotlight people that are, are doing cool things in the community. So with all that being said, Raph, uh, Derek Carr, you saw he signed <laughs> with the Saints. What do you think about that fit? Um, well, I mean, kind of like what you were alluding to. I mean, you know, he gets to be down there with the warm weather for a lot of stuff. So, I mean, I, I didn't put much stock in his cold weather stuff, but I feel like he would have been okay up North. Um, and as far as, you know, his money goes, like it doesn't, it seems pretty good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like, like well, I think it was a hundred was guaranteed around there. Yeah, it was three years. Well, I don't know. So hundreds guaranteed only for injury. So it's essentially a, a two year seventy million dollar guarantee. But if he was to get injured and couldn't complete the contract, then it turns into a hundred million guaranteed. So essentially, what he did is he had thirty four million per year with the Raiders left on that deal before they terminated it. Um, and he wanted to beat that. So they did, they were willing to beat it by a million and obviously he gets 30 million more guaranteed than what he had on the books with the, with the Raiders. So win, win for him. Um, essentially he gets that second year guaranteed rather than just the one with the Raiders. So I guess it's a win. Like on the headlines, I saw like 60, million signing bonus or something or yeah and that's the thing he was never going to get any kind of signing bonus like that with the Raiders Mark Davis just does not hand out signing bonuses like that so yeah his first year his base salary I think is 1.5 million and he gets 60 up front essentially so pretty good little chunk of change there yeah uh, I mean not too sure what the rest of the the team's going to do for him but well and that's that's the thing so i don't, did you happen to watch the harvester sports which is essentially the car family podcast no no i didn't, okay. I didn't see anything so from that. david carr his older brother the one of the biggest draft busts in nfl history <laughs> uh, his public mouthpiece um he went on the the family podcast and you know kind of broke down 
at first he was alluding to he was going to, you know, drag the Raiders through the mud and all that. And I think Derek kind of said, I don't want you to do that. So it turned into more of a, here's what, what Derek was thinking. Here's why we did this. Here's what I think the Raiders should do. And I, I really thought David was, was pretty fair in the podcast. But essentially what he said is, you know, we're going from the AFC, which is an absolute gauntlet. I mean, you've got all the great quarterbacks, you've got all the great teams, so to make it through the AFC is an absolute bloodbath. You go to the NFC South, essentially he's already the best quarterback in the division. We'll see, because (laughs) as we alluded to at the top, Panthers traded for the number one pick, so uh, he he might not be the best quarterback in the division for long, but at at least at this moment, he's the best quarterback in that division. Um, And David said, you know, the... The roster is really good in New Orleans, which is true, but they're also like $60 million over the cap, so there's going to be some cap casualties coming up. Um, a lot of their players that are, are good are aging. Like Michael Thomas has played eight games in his last 50, and and that's his top target, so we'll see if he <laughs> actually thought, shows up. And they actually just extended him. I think they gave him a three year, a new three-year deal. I'm pretty sure that's what I saw, and I'm sure some of that's just to move move some salary cap towards the back of that contract, but, I mean, you've got Cam Jordan on a huge deal. He's still productive, but, I mean, you can't keep everyone, so that's that's where it's like, okay, all the things that Derek Carr was looking for, he got in the Saints, kind of, but the defense is going to take some hits with that salary cap. Um, it's, it's an aging roster. Sure, you got... 14 games indoor, but, and then, you know, you've got some warm climate games as well in Tampa Bay and, and whatnot, but, um, I don't know. I mean, good for him. I'm just glad that at, after this podcast, we won't be talking about Derek Carr anymore. Um, uh, and you know, when he retires and, and wants to come back and, and be featured as a Raider, whatever, I'll give him his flowers then, but right now he's the enemy. So, um, I don't know. We'll see I just, how he does down there. I don't. I don't have much hope for the Saints. Like, you know, Slant Boy, he's going to be on IR probably within first four weeks. Yep. Um, and then still don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara and his legal issues. Well, I think we know he's going to at minimum miss. I would say at least six games. So, that yeah. They're going to be missing him. He's a huge part. In fact, he was their offense last year, essentially. Yeah. So not an ideal situation as much as they wanted to frame it as that. And that was the other thing that kind of pissed me off about that whole. (laughs) The Raiders essentially let him go talk. And I'm I'm sure the discussion was, okay, I'm not going to accept a trade. So, like, you guys keep your draft picks. Let's, Let's talk about contract, whatever. And then, obviously, he forced his way out. So, like, I don't hold it ill will towards him because, obviously, he got a better contract. But they, I'm sure they would have redone the contract anyway to better fit the cap situation. So, I don't know. I'm I'm still just annoyed with, with Derek Carr and his whole family, really. All right, well, he's in, the, he's in the review mirror now, so. Yes, he is. And that's what I am very excited about. And looks like we have a, a new guest. Well, not a new guest, a returning guest, Logue. 
And I'm going to tell you right now because I can almost guarantee you. Am I muted? muted? Yeah. Always muted. <laughs> Listen, careful there, Bill. You don't want to overdose on Haterade. Yeah. Okay. Well, and <clears throat> so, Logue, we haven't talked about your, your big trade yet. Uh, well, <sighs> we brought it up, but we'll get to it in just a second. Take time. Um, I was enjoying the car talk. But I think the reason why Derek Carr signed with the Saints now is because he knew that money was guaranteed if he if he was willing to take it. Like you alluded to, Raph, uh, I think he probably would have worked out in New York, but they are not going to make a move on anyone until they have a, an answer on Aaron Rodgers. And it sounds like they've at least talked to Aaron Rodgers. The owner actually flew out to have that conversation with him. So it sounds like if if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back, uh, the Jets want him and would be an amazing fit for him. Uh, Logue, what do you think about do, – do you think he's leaning on coming back now? I know last pod you said you have your money on retirement. Still I, think the man, I think the man has enough outside football life. He's stated that he likes the idea of playing for one franchise. Money doesn't really matter to the man. He's already made enough. I think he's retiring. And I did see he's scheduled for a June conference to be a speaker at a psychedelic mushroom conference him. or something like that. <laughs> Plant-based medicine. I was I was doing work today that grows them mushrooms for them <laughs> fucking hippies. <laughs> Playing Stomping around, around in cow, cow shit. Yep. There you go. All right. So I, I um I would be very, very surprised if he ends up playing for New York. As good of a fit as it is, I don't think he's ring chasing. I think the dude's retiring. Okay. Yeah, I think it's either he comes back and it gets traded to the Jets or, like you said, retires. Um, There's no way he plays for Green Bay. No way he goes back to Green Bay. No, I mean, Green Bay's essentially said that they're willing to willing and looking to move on from him, essentially. Yep. And worst case scenario is him saying trade. he wants to come back and play. Like that's yeah. their worst case scenario. I think so too. I hope um, Jordan Love sucks big old fat. <laughs> like I hope they just have to eat it, you know? Well, I don't know. We'll see. I think Jordan Love flashed enough that they feel confident that they could move on from from Rogers and start the, you know, the rebuild, quote unquote. I don't think that's a, a terrible rebuild. team, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to a few losing seasons from them. I hope so too, <laughs> Raph. I hope so too. Although you don't train under one of the the best quarterbacks to play in our generation, and not learn a thing or two about preparation, I think Jordan Love might surprise a lot of people. Honestly, yeah. Well, like I said, we you know, we saw a couple flashes from him. So, <laughs> what what did you say, Raph? The rest of the team, you know. Well, yeah, who's he going to throw to and stuff? So, I don't know. Who was that kid that stepped up for him midway through the season? Christian Watson. There it was is. It Christian Watson. There yep. we go. Dude, that, that kid, kid was, was a stud. stud. Yeah. <laughs> when he yeah. figured it out, he figured out it out in a big way. He went from having no touchdowns for half the season to being the, what, third place for touchdowns for the season? I think he's – yeah, I think he actually had the most – Receiving touchdowns for a rookie. Did he? Yeah. I don't sure. think he led the league, though. I'm pretty no, sure. No, not the league, the league, but rookies. I'm pretty sure he took the lead for rookies towards the end of the season because he had like seven in four games or something like that. He it had seven crazy. in two games or three games, excuse me. Yeah. 
Yeah. I had him on my fantasy team, so that's why that's why my name's on that plaque on the on the trophy. (laughs) You know why mine's not? (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Although John did take your team and I think it was a fourth place finish so i could have i could have turned it around i just yeah we i know don't you even could have get i told that. you you could have you just rage quit it's i did rage quit reminiscent of madden it's fine i never rage quit in madden oh yeah i did you did in my adult life not in my childhood <laughs> <laughs> all right so <clears throat> aaron Rodgers. we well Logue thinks retirement i think he's going to the jets i really do we'll see what happens i he I, has he has said on the pat mcadavie show like to go to your point that he really likes uh, the little Mormon kid. I can't think of his name. Dak Wilson. Uh, Wilson. He, he said that he liked, cause they did their um, preseason. Like there's um, what's the word I'm digging for their co-op practices. They didn't. Uh Oh, Oh no. There we go. He's back. <laughs> A little blip. Like there. they did their, their preseason with them so and he said that he he liked the program like the coaches so yeah. there's a chance i just don't see it happening i think woody johnson's gonna offer him like as many mushrooms as he would like for the no, rest he's of gonna his have life. To up. things like that he's gonna have to up his game he's gonna need like ayahuasca and peyote how, and all kinds how of legal is everything like that up in new york <laughs> it's not the only place that has legalized psychedelics is uh, Washington, Nevada. I believe. Oh, Nevada has it too? I think they just passed that. It's funny. He gets a bunch of flack for it, but there's some really, really good research out there that it works wonders for PTSD and depression. And Oh, yeah. Like, there's I, a, I get where he's coming from. Jake Plummer, right? <laughs> he owns his own company that does the non-psychedelic mushrooms that, like, they put it in drinks and stuff. Well, I don't. I don't care about the rich people trying to get richer, but like the the psych, psychiatric field is is doing mass studies on it. Yeah. And well, no, I mean Jake Plummer. He does the, like I said, I don't think they're psychedelic, but he is putting them in like teas and stuff, and it's helping with various health benefits that they're trying to prove. So it's sad we live in a, a country where you know you can buy highly processed drugs and get less of a of a charge than you can just picking something out of cow shit and eating it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a true statement. <laughs> so moving on from Aaron Rodgers, we do have uh, Daniel Jones. We'll just go over a couple contracts real quick. Ooh. And then, yeah, he got 160 million over four years guaranteed. Well, I guess it's not all guaranteed, but I, I, I thought 82 was the number for guaranteed? Yeah, eighty-two so. is guaranteed, but it also has escalators in there that could take the whole that or the total value of the contract up to one ninety-five from one sixty. So that kid's gonna get forty-eight out of that contract max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy to me that he got that, and you know, there's a lot of people. In fact, Geno Smith got a three-year, hundred and five million dollar contract. What? I think about I think about forty of it was guaranteed. So really, only they can get out of it after that first year, but. That essentially, I think, doubles his career earnings as a quarterback in the NFL. So pretty good little contract there for Geno Smith. Uh, Obviously a a nice reward for the season that he had. He finished top six in, I think, every meaningful quarterback category after they moved on from Russell Wilson. So that's pretty good good for Geno Smith. Um, 
I don't know if you saw that, Raph. Yeah, no, I, I saw that signing, which, you know, good for good for him. And, you know, Seahawks will stay in contention with him there. So while well, they look for somebody else. To, yeah, well, and it still wouldn't surprise me years. if they go quarterback because they have, what's the fifth, fifth overall pick in this upcoming uh, draft? Yeah, I think that's where the Broncos fell. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I don't know. It... <laughs> We should talk more about the quarterbacks because, like I said, Logs, did you guys bring Logs up Lamar already? Gets first pick. No, that's actually what I was going to next. So, um, Lamar, and that's talking about the Daniel Jones uh, contract. Everyone was like, "Well, Daniel Jones gets forty million a year. Why? Why isn't Lamar Jackson getting at least that? Being a former MVP." Um, you know, he's two years removed from MVP, three years now. He can't stay healthy. And that's that's kind of the argument. argument. But also, <laughs> I'm sure Lamar Jackson, if he said I would take the same contract as Daniel Jones, they would sign that deal tomorrow, the Ravens would. <laughs> yeah, of course they would. But they're getting but the literally an MVP caliber, a quarterback that can carry you through the playoffs for the price right. of Daniel Jones. Like, Well, and if you look at what they've put towards their offense – over the, the course of Lamar Jackson being on that team, they've literally spent the least amount of money on their offenses any other team in the league. Yeah, and yet they sent away all in... of his weapons. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Hollywood Brown, hit, which is one of his best friends, didn't want to be there because he's not getting the ball enough. And that's that's the downside to having that kind of offense where it's, you know, all that uh, play action, RPO stuff you're not going to get a high volume to your wide receivers. So you see him throwing the ball to Mark Andrews all the time. And then you see those screens and stuff to the, to the running backs, running backs are getting a lot of play. So if that's wide not receivers were smart though, like you, you're going to make far more money on brand deals for winning a Super Bowl than you are from your actual contract in the NFL, where that's Jerry rigged to make it. So you don't get paid anyway. Yeah. I don't know. It's just tough. I think you almost have to draft wide receivers if you're going to run that type of offense, and then you're probably going to be drafting wide receivers every other year or something like that just to – because once they get to the free agency part, they're not going to re-sign in, in, that, in that type of offense. So, but that's, that's the reality for whatever team you're on. If, unless you're, you know, DeAndre going to the Raiders, like look at how many no-named wide receivers – showed up this year yeah yeah but then you have you know your Debo's like with the 49ers he got paid you got Justin Jefferson he's gonna get paid by the Vikings yeah like um, I said there are there are an elite class but and that's what I'm saying you're you're not gonna get one of those guys to re-sign if you actually luck out and draft a, a Jamar Chase or something like that Jamar Chase he's... Went to his college quarterback let's face it like yeah <laughs> But I'm, I'm saying, like, if you get a cal, uh, wide receiver of that caliber and you put him in that offense, he's not going to stick around when it, when it comes time for free agency. Like, even if you even if you offer him, you know, maybe even a market value. Is that the What is that? I don't know I don't what know. that is. I was wondering, too. It looks like a street light, but. It might be the street sign. Because, yeah. you know, I am outside and it's like yeah. summer out here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> But anyway, so Lamar Jackson, there's a lot of talk about, you know, collusion with the owners not wanting to give out um, guaranteed contracts, which is reportedly what he's asking for. 
Um, and within a few minutes of uh, the Ravens slapping that franchise tag on him, non-exclusive, there was a bunch of teams that basically, through the media, said we're not interested in, in Lamar yeah, Jackson. I was, I was pretty shocked by that. Which, do you think it's it's? Do you think it's because he doesn't actually have an agent? Like, that's the. I think that would make it a lot smoother. The process is if he actually did have an agent. Uh, I don't because what I'm saying is is I don't think it's the owners colluding against him. I'm thinking that agents are. Hey, if you sign this guy without representation, then you're working against our careers. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm sure there's some resistance from them. I'm sure there's some resistance from the owners. Go ahead, Raf. What do you think? I mean, if it is like collusion with the owners, like I'm not totally against it. Like having a Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract like that being the new standard is ridiculous. Like there's a content creator on Instagram who was talking about it. like just because the Browns were busy being the Browns. Like you're not gonna change the industry. Like I, that's not I, the new norm just because the Browns are dumb. How much did the Browns make last year? Like total revenue. Well, I don't know. But I mean, how much did the league make? Because you know, they don't want to open their books. They want to claim that they're poor when they're not. I but, hate I hate white guys that sit there and make billions of dollars. I despise them. I'm not a fan of billionaires at all. I'm all for players getting their fucking getting their bread. Like I am a thousand percent on the side of the player. That's when, as soon as Raf said that, I was like, okay, we're going to definitely disagree on this because if you look at other leagues, you know, you got the NBA, you've got MLB, they have fully guaranteed contracts. So once you sign your name on the dotted line, they're fully guaranteed contracts. If you trade them, that's fine. Whoever trades for them takes over that contract. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they are to get injured, you can, buy insurance on that contract that says, you know, if if they get injured and they can't produce money for my for my team, then I get this amount of money back from the insurance company. So there's mm-hmm. there's ways to protect yourself against that. Um and that's I'm the thing is for, these men's play a high contact sport yep. with a maximum window of around twelve years on average for yeah. the top players. Like well I don't blame them for wanting their money and wanting it I up think, front. Average, average, um, average time in the league is four years. Yeah, four years. That's what I was trying to say. So a lot of those guys are rookies, you know, making essentially the minimum. So there's not already, a lot of, uh, not a lot of earning potential there. Obviously, the the dollar amount's high on the average contract, but, yeah, but. Y- you only get four years to capture that. So mm-hmm. for the, for the most part, and that's why I would love to see. And I, that's the thing. I don't think if, even if Lamar Jackson doesn't get that guaranteed contract, I think with Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, uh, Jalen Hurts, these guys coming up, they're going to start to demand that. Oh yeah. And, and they should. And Jimmy Haslam, you know, he, he kind of threw a curveball to the rest of the owners by giving out that contract to Deshaun Watson. But I think it was coming sooner or later anyway. The only thing I think quarterbacks. I think the league should honestly take into consideration having a salary cap for quarterbacks and then for the rest of the team. The only thing I don't like about the quarterbacks taking a bunch of money is how much it affects the rest of the roster in a negative way. 
yeah. that that's my only real complaint about it because all of them dudes should be making money, including the guy that's running striker on on a punt team. Like, yeah. they should all have. And if you remove the quarterback from the actual salary cap and give them their own cap, hell, don't even cap it. You could pay a quarterback whatever the hell you want because that's <laughs> the face of your franchise. All right. Well, okay. I mean that that's probably where most of my things coming from with these guaranteed contracts is how much it hurts the rest of the team. Like let's say Lamar Jackson gets like a 200 million guaranteed. And then week one, he RG threes and never plays again. Thank God he got his, what happens with the contract? then? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. But then the rest of the team, they're paying for a quarterback that will never see the field again. Well, that's why I like Mahomes contract structure is it's, they can kick the can down the road for 10 years well and i think there are some cap uh things that happen i think there's some when you when you have a guy that that goes on the injured reserve i think that money that he counts against the cap actually goes down by like 40 percent or something like that so it doesn't devastate your team but i'm sure that if if we're aim or if we're heading towards guaranteed contracts with the owners are going to fight tooth and nail against Absolutely. I'm sure that they would put some kind of um, provision in there saying if if this player counts above this percentage of the cap, the hit actually comes down half or whatever they need to do to guarantee that that doesn't happen. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, what are they going to do? I would like to see something like that then. 14th yeah. like, house, you know, I want to see them lose the money. You're taking <laughs> a risk. Well, now, isn't never... that what rich people always claim? Oh, we put up the risk. That's why we get to make the money. Well, yeah. fucking take on the risk of them, motherfuckers. Well, and they'll <laughs> they'll de-risk themselves with insurance, like I said. So it's not it's not that big of a deal for them. One way or yeah, another, like I'm not worried about like themselves. their bottom line. I'm just you know the rest of the team, and like it's yeah. just gonna yeah, like the I, league's gonna be hurting. I 100 percent agree with you on that, ref. Like it does impact the other 52 men on that ro- or 51 men on that roster. Yeah, which is which is unfortunate. But I so, think they can fix that. Like, yeah, like if there's some provision, like for every game he misses, then I don't know, like the the cost of their or like the hit on the salary cap goes down. Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to see that too. Um, but speaking of Lamar, uh, like I did mention, the Ravens did put that non-exclusive franchise tag on him, which allows every other team in the league to start negotiating a contract with him on March 15th, which is the opening of the new year. That's this upcoming Tuesday. So there is a possibility that, you know, maybe another team offers him a contract. It does give the Ravens five days to match that contract, which I would think they would probably do. I think, Um, do you think that the Ravens would franchise tag him just to see what the market really is for him? I think they want him to see what the market is for him because he he's dead set on getting well. And this is obviously just what we're hearing through the media. So it could just be Eric DaCosta saying, hey, this guy wants this. And so it's it's impossible to work with him because I can't give him that. You know, it could just be getting fed to the media. Yeah. But, but once, who's feeding it? It's going to be the Ravens that are feeding it. Exactly. Yeah. The GM from the from the Ravens, 100 percent is who is who would be feeding the media. And so I think this is their opportunity to say, okay, here's what we think your market is worth. 
We are absolutely willing to match whatever you're able to get. So go talk to every other team in the league. See what they'd be willing to give you, and we will match it. And maybe he goes out and talks to other teams and sees, you know, the most they're willing to give me guarantees $160 million. Well, then he says, okay, I'll take that deal. Ravens say, okay, we'll match it. Here we go. Who, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Who's in play for him right now? Because Carolina, I thought, was going to be in play for him. I really did. And then they jumped out the window and gave away their future. <laughs> so Instead. here's every team that, you know, has a need at quarterback has essentially said through the media, we're not interested. That's um, what I'm asking. Yeah. So I thought, and I know this would pain you deeply. I thought for sure that the Falcons would be interested Atlanta. in Atlanta. And Atlanta's a great fit for him, too. I would love to see that. It's not, the second coming of Michael team, Vick. But, yes, the, all the memories of Mike Vick. Um, Arthur Smith is Hopefully with a little genius. less dogfighting this time. Yeah, a lot less dogfighting. <laughs> like, none would be great. None uh, would be the perfect <laughs> number to shoot for. <laughs> but Arthur Smith is an absolute genius on the offensive side of the football, and I would just be excited to see what he could do oh, with, with Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. I, I despised Michael Vick. I hated Michael Vick. But, oh, man, but he, he was, was so much fun to watch. watch. Yes. How many times did we watch him just ruin my evenings with yeah. just amazing... And you know... I was cheering for your team, but I, I could do not not cheer for Michael Vick. Like that I, guy I was, was, one I was of my watching players. him beat Carolina, and I kind of had to check myself at times to go, "Why am yeah. I rooting for Michael Vick to bust <laughs> off a seventy-eight yard run against my team?" Yeah, so I I really think Atlanta should be interested in him. Um, the Raiders were, you know, they said no, they're not interested, but then <clears throat> Josh McDaniels' report. offense doesn't fit him at all. Okay, but hear me out. Um, you guys moved up. You're going to take CJ Stroud. I would almost guarantee, yeah, which is right. the quarterback that the Raiders had their eyes on the most. Um, the Texans need a quarterback. They're probably going to take Bryce young. And then I would guess, unless we move up to three, I mean, and we like Anthony Richardson, I would say out the window at three. I, I would say that he's gone at three, or if not, the, the Colts will take him at four. So if we stay put, that's Will Levis would be the, the last remaining of the top four. <laughs> I'm not super sold on him. Um, so at that point, you're looking at, okay, well, then we give up our number seven overall pick. Trade and down. Then, or we could trade down. But I'm saying, like, if we if we were to sign Lamar Jackson – we're giving up a number seven overall pick. And then next year, you would assume with Lamar Jackson on our team, we have a better record. So we're it's going to be a lower draft pick. You'd be giving so, up the 32nd pick. Yeah, I got you. Well, I, w- I would hope so, but probably not 32nd. <laughs> let's say let's say it'd be, you know, high 20s, something like that. 25 or, or, or worse. For Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, it's, I a, it's a great. Tomorrow. Oh, who wouldn't? But the only downside to that is obviously you got to pay him. And I don't know if Mark Davis is wanting to pay, you know, $200 million guaranteed over five years or whatever it takes to sign him. I saw pictures of uh, the kindergartner with the shaved head recently. So maybe, you know, he took off his backpack and put away the crayons oh, and moved sadly, on to Sadly, that pencils. was a, a Photoshop I picture I found. I know. So <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in hating his haircut. <laughs> when I first saw that, I was like, oh, my God. He's a new man, but he was a man for the first time. He was literally a new man. Yeah. 
So graduated. Anyway, I there's I no way love, he goes to the Raiders, though. No way. I don't think so, just because of the money. And like I said, I think anything that they were to offer him, I really feel like the Ravens would match. Yeah. But I would, I would 100% at least talk to him and say, Hey, what are you looking for? Okay, let's make it work, and then offer it. And if if it doesn't work, well, then you still have the draft to fall back on because you would have to do that before the draft happens. So, you know, at least you know, hey, we're exploring this avenue, we're exploring this avenue. If it doesn't work, hey, let's look at let's look at what happens in in the draft. Um, so I don't know. If I was the Raiders, I would 100% kick tires on him. I don't know how excited Devontae Adams would be about playing with that style of offense, but that's the style of offense that Josh McDaniels really wants to run. I mean, you look at his days back in uh, Denver. I mean, he drafted Tim Tebow so he could run that type of offense. He ran that type of offense with Cam Newton. Obviously, Cam didn't have an, a shoulder at that point when he was Yeah, with he the, had the thrown Patriots. out his arm the year before, yeah. So they kind of had to play that style of offense, but it, it worked okay. Um, obviously, with Mac Jones, that's kind of the polar opposite of, of that type of quarterback, so... I don't know. We'll see. If I was the Raiders, I would 100% be punting on the next two to three seasons um, and fighting as hard as I could to be the number one pick in 2025 or 2026 for the third coming of Manning. I like where your head is, but I also don't want to. Like We've been losing for, you know, most most of the last 30 years. So yeah, so I don't what's another two more. years, three years? I don't want to lose more. Let's win. Let's win now. Got Just a brand win, new stadium. baby. Just win. win. That's the answer. It's never. <laughs> he doesn't have the patience much. of a Lions fan, so. Oh yeah. man, I hope the Lions do something this year. Can you imagine squandering the greatest running back of all time and one of the greatest wide receivers of all time in the span of like twenty years? <laughs> yeah, they had Rich Gannon thrown to him and handed it off. Of course, Rich Gannon. What are you talking about? Are you talking about? Oh, 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 yeah. Barry Sanders, uh, Barry and, Megatron. Sanders and Megatron. I got you. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were still on. I thought you were going to say like Tim Brown's one of the greatest of all time. I mean, he's he's in a gold jacket, but he's not statistically, you know, one of the. <laughs> I greatest. was really racking my brain to figure out which running back you were talking about. That's well, we had Bo crying. Jackson, but he only lasted a year and a half. Uh, Marcus Allen was one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, uh, but you guys won during those eras. Yeah. No. I was talking about. I, I got Sanders. you. I'm on the same page now, Bill. I'm covered in cow yeah. shit. Give me a little bit of a break. <laughs> All right. I'm here so, for Lamar you. Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> I don't know. I I really feel like there's a lot of things working against him. He His, falls to the Ravens, and the Ravens no agent, get him at a discount. Yeah. No agent, injury history, and wanting you know the fully guaranteed contract. I do so. want to put it out there, like to put a stamp on it. I don't think it's the owners colluding against him. I guarantee it's the agents saying, "Hey." You're going to fuck us here. Don't expect us to play ball as friendly as we could. Yeah, Agents I also heard that like, he's, uh, he's kind of missing out on like the extracurricular money too because he doesn't have an agent. I'm I sure. did read that the other day. Yeah, but he gets to keep that, you know, 3%. Six it makes <laughs> six. I thought average agent was four to three to four. Is it six? Six would make more sense. I thought it was four to six. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, honestly, though, like he could keep his mom in the position that she's in. Like she's not a bad negotiator, but like 
he won the Heisman and fell to what? Where did they pick him up? 20? 32. 32. He was a 32nd pick. He should have been top 10. Yeah, they so traded he's been up fucking himself him. this way the whole time. So. so they could get that fifth-year option. So mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay, Raph, you got an update on our, our boy Brock Purdy? Is he oh, under the um, knife yet? No, he, he it was successful. Successful oh, he did? surgery. Okay. And, you know, he should be ready in September. Um, I even... I hope that they uh, they make him wait a little bit longer, even though he could be ready to go. Like unless he's like 110 percent ready, I really think that they're gonna have Lance start the first few games. Let Lance come in and show you why he wasn't worth the picks, and then Brock come yeah. in when he's fully better. Like it's the yeah. ultimate. It eliminates the conversation by letting Lance come out and have a chance at the beginning of the season. Gives Brock a better chance. I, I said yeah. that yeah. last time I was. And, like, even if Purdy and the doctors say he's ready, I still feel like they should wait a few more weeks. He's and your then, future. It would make more yeah. sense. Like, they're, they're, they have to kick the tires on Lance. They have to give him a good chance. Otherwise, it's always going to be the conversation in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, you're going to constantly have your backup breathing down your starter's neck. If he has a bad game, oh, he threw three picks. What about Lance? Lance wouldn't have done that. Like that's just how fans yeah. are. Yeah. That's and why they'll just, the most popular if they don't player. let Lance play, then they'll just too much locker room controversy and stuff. Then they need to focus on the team and stuff, and that'll, that'll answer all the questions. Yep, I agree. <laughs> well, and that's that's the thing. If if you move on from Lance officially, you need to get him off the team as much Fuck as. Yeah. As much as you'd like to have him there as a you know an emergency option or whatever, that's an expensive backup. Yeah, it's an ex. I mean, not really on that rookie contract, but it's true. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's the the concept there of you know, yeah, like you said, the most popular person on the team is always the backup quarterback. So hell yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Logue, let's let's talk about your your deal now that we've gotten to it. Um. Your Panthers <sighs> traded up from the number nine pick overall to the number one pick overall. Um, they did hold on to one second round pick this year from the Christian McCaffrey trade. They were able to trade away one of those. And then they traded away their first round pick next year, but were, were able to hang on to that first round pick from 2025 by trading DJ Moore to the to the Chicago Bears. So how are you feeling about the trade? And then we'll break down the other side of that and, and what we think that works out or how that works out for the, the bears. I, I want Carolina to be in the market of a house I'm selling because I'm going to ask 250. They're going to offer me 500,000. Like <laughs> it's just the most, I hope that at the combine, they saw something that just, they can't resist, but I really think it's just an inpatient temper. I I'm, that is my fear. I mean, Benny CJ, says, yeah, CJ's the pick. He is for sure. But Peyton Manning came in, he won three games his first year. They stayed patient. I mean, he led the league in interceptions. They stayed patient, let him come back, and he became one of the greatest of all time. Carolina has not shown any kind of patience to let the team develop. I mean, 
they gave Rule far too much rope to hang himself, but that was just because they paid him too much. I think C.J. Stroud it would be a great quarterback. I said it last week that I would rather hit them draft than take on Lamar. I just really worry, especially with as desperate as he was. He was like a 17-year-old kid that ain't ever seen pussy and got a whiff of it, man. He just jumped out the window on the – and it's it's a little concerning for me considering we've signed washed-up or draft-bust quarterback after draft buff quarterback like since tepper's been our owner i just yeah. i worry about the patience that's going to come if you're going to start a rookie in the nfl the reality is is you're going to have at most a six win season hopefully he develops in that time and then you get you know what jacksonville's got right now but i just worry that he doesn't have the patience to actually take advantage of what he just sold the barn for like i think you guys have a window right now and I think that's why they're going for it um and you know I think had they brought uh Steve Wilkes back maybe Amen they don't that, make Andy. this trade um uh, just because I feel like you bring in an offensive coach they're gonna want to get a quarterback that they want to work with and so I feel like Frank Reich saw someone he he liked in the draft and and they made the move uh, but like I said, you guys have the team on, on the defensive yeah. side of the football. You have the team to win. Obviously, getting rid of DJ Moore. You don't have a wide receiver court. Yeah. You don't have a starting halfback. You don't have a starting tight end. You're bringing yeah. in a quarterback with nothing. Yep, yeah, but you have you have money to spend in free agency, so you're going to address sure. some of those needs. And Na- then, name some free agents that are available that would that you would surround Stroud with uh, and give him success. You got oh, Adam Thielen OBJ. and Robbie Anderson. Thielen, I think, would be a good pick. Thielen would be a good pick. OBJ. Robbie Anderson, I don't want the crybaby <laughs> to come and sit you know, next to the water coolers again. Yeah. OBJ, um, I feel like, is going to want a veteran quarterback. Get out of here with OBJ. So, what, he's What's good? OBJ done yeah. since 2016, Bill? Won a Super Bowl? No. He didn't win it. He blew his knee out. Well, he helped the team get there. Did he? Not really. Yeah, they could have won that no. Super Bowl without him. Well, they did win it without him, but well, they could have made it to the Super Bowl without him. Like yeah. um, OBJ Leonard Fournette, option. Leonard Fournette's a good running back. Um, yeah, solid. More of a honestly, like than... I'm trying to remember the kid's name that was running hot for us last year that put up 400 yard games in a row. I can't think of his name. It's been a long day. I just, I don't know. I, I don't like this culture of trying to buy a damn team. Like the dude's got money. Cool. It buys you yachts, buys you nice houses, buys you a plastic wife, but it doesn't buy you culture. What made Carolina great in 2016 was Cam Newton handing out footballs after every touchdown and dabbing on fuckers because he was having a good time. That culture is important. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of options always in free agency. And, you know, maybe you sign a couple cheaper options and, and one of them works out. You can't buy you a football never team, though, Bill. You can't. Wilkes was well, a great head coach that had a solid locker room, had a solid correct. culture. But building. he's not there now. And yeah. that's the unfortunate part. But you guys are moving on from that. I mean. We traded it away the next three years so Tepper can two be years. impatient. Two years. Two years. 
But if you get the quarterback of the future, I would say what you guys did is worth it. Now, if you guys, and that's the thing, I don't know 100% that it's C.J. Stroud, obviously. We won't know until draft day. Um, I, I hope the kid's a stud. I hope he is, but we're just setting him up to be a draft bust. There's been rumors that you guys are actually looking at um, Anthony Richardson from Florida, which I feel like if you're going that route, you're going to have to sign a Jimmy G or someone to to start in front of him because I don't think he's ready to go. Uh, He does have, you know, he has elite athleticism at everything he does. Uh, Not super accurate, but I think some of that's footwork, which can obviously be fixed. Uh, But you got to give him time to to learn and and time to process and and all that. Richardson's the kid that they said is the second coming of Cam, right? Yeah. But Cam had all that athleticism and a howitzer on his arm, dude. Like, there was no doubt that bringing Cam on was a solid, like, great pick. Well, and that's the thing with Richardson. He looks like he has, you know, one of the best arms in in college. He didn't pass for a touchdown for his first three games. Well, he, I think he passed for about three against Utah in the first game. Did <laughs> he? Yeah. He tore up Utah. I, Richardson's numbers seven were not very good. No, year. Richardson, I would say there he was inconsistent, but he also didn't have a, a very good receiving group. Uh, a lot of things he had to do was, was on him, uh, but he only started <laughs> 13 games in college. You just you said know, we gave like away his- our, our wide receiver core. I know, and that's why I'm thinking it's not him. Okay, but there's plenty of rumors linking you guys to to him, and that's why I'm saying I, I feel like it has to be C.J. Stroud because he's the most polished out of out of all the guys coming out. Um, but he I don't was know. like he he was kind of who's the kid from Jacksonville? Um, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, but like if I'm not mistaken, C.J. Stroud was at the same like Peyton Manning camps and the high school Nike players like he I'm was sure. in those same camps wasn't he he's been talked sure. about his whole life yeah I mean he obviously quarterback at Ohio State so that's yeah, pretty well, prestigious university to play at yeah it's um, a prestigious but it's not a quarterback you it's not like you're playing there's for no such thing Lug sure there there's is. literally no such thing Alabama has consistently put out shit quarterbacks Wyoming like <laughs> Wyoming has had one good NFL quarterback. Don't like, you go bashing on Allen. Don't you do that. Carson Wentz came from North Dakota or North Dakota State, something like that. I would that. say so, Richard, no, yeah, North Dakota State University. I feel like Richardson's kind of in the same boat as Lance was. Like, he could be good. You just don't know. Vinny busting out stats. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You can't. I I would say you can't scout the the helmet like no matter where they play you got to evaluate the player because there's a good chance the coaching staff isn't the same as you know from the previous quarterback that came out of the same university like admitted or not the best quarterback of all time got drafted at what 190 something yeah brady like you're right sixth round yeah you can't you can't draft what's underneath the helmet brock purdy's another good example of it yeah, but so I just we'll I don't see. like the idea of giving away everything. Like I said, I want Carolina to buy my house. They're going to give me double what it's worth. I, I I do feel like it was a lot considering they were at ninth. Yeah. 
and now they're giving up next year's first round too. Like that's yeah. it's just well, like tough. I said. I mean, if you if you get that quarterback of the future, you can't replace that. No, you can't. But you also don't know what you're getting. You're gambling. Well, you're gambling, but you got a lot better chance at getting the guy you you have the most confidence in than you know. Tell that to the San Francisco 49ers. Waiting till nine, and there's literally not going to be anyone left unless you you're looking at Hooker or one of the second round quarter, quarterbacks. So. Go find a Josh Allen. Go find a Brock Purdy. Go look at these little schools and players that just win. And you have a better chance than jumping out the window on a team that had talent up and down the roster and just happened to compete for a national championship. It's like, yeah, the Bears got a great deal, Benny. You're 1,000% right. Yeah, I feel like the Bears did very well in this trade. Yeah. Um, Obviously, getting DJ Moore was huge for the development of Justin Fields. We've talked about, well, you guys have discounted everything that Justin Fields has done as a pro. But myself, outside of Darnell Moody, I mean, he hasn't had anything to throw to. I mean, you could argue Cole Komet is a decent tight end. But like, he if had- you look at the offensive weapons he's had in the NFL over his seasons, I mean, there's not much there. So... Giving him an all all time well not all time okay, what could be an all time wide receiver in in DJ Moore based off of his production, God, um, that's going to help him immensely. And, like and Cam Newton no benefited excuses. from having Steve Smith on his team his rookie year. Like yep, to have a number one, a solid number one to bring a rookie into, makes so much sense. Like the Bears won up and down that board. They still have a top ten pick. They just got a number one wide receiver for the next three or four years guaranteed. Like they get a number or a top 10 pick next year, probably number one pick next year. No, come on, Logan. <laughs> I you told guys you have I'd... a good team. We had a great team this last year. Well, you didn't have a quarterback. Now you got a quarterback. We'll see. Well, Bill. we'll, we'll see. see. We'll I see. hope you're but... right. And you know me, I have Carolina tattooed on my skin. I want to dig out a cheese grater and just kind of get rid of it at this point. Oh, boy. Benny's talking about (laughs) Zach Wilson now. (laughs) If you guys draft the next Zach Wilson, I will eat my words. But C.J. Stroud, I feel like out of the the four coming out at the top of this class, I feel like he is the most polished and most NFL-ready of of all of them. Who was the best quarterback to come out of last year's draft? <laughs> he got picked at Mr. Irrelevant, man. I'm telling you. It's lazy scouting. I'm trying to think who else was drafted. NFL draft. Let's see. Brock Purdy had some success, but obviously limited games. Limited success because he blew out. No, his... no, no. Oh, not, yes. Not... I agree with your dad. Not limited success, just limited playing. C.J. Stroud might be the old Tumbo himself, Jamarcus. No, because um, C.J. Stroud doesn't weigh 300 pounds coming out of college. Yeah, either did, you know, Tumbo at the college. Kenny Pickett's pretty good. Is he? Yeah. Uh, he, sure. He's playing on a team with a coach that's never had a losing season, and he has players all no around. No offensive him. line. His 
running back had a pretty piss poor year. His defense, defense has was down. Blood on it. Yeah, but he was injured half the year, and half they had the year, a down year. He still year. put up twelve sacks. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, last year was a pretty weak quarterback draft. Okay, look at the year before. Who's the top Joe Burrow. quarterback out of the last two years? Wasn't Joe Burrow two years ago? Three. Three. He got injured his rookie season, went to the Super Bowl a second, and then didn't do – well, he went to the NFC Championship. Bailey Zappi looked pretty decent in his playing time. <laughs> but are you saying he looked better than uh, Brock Purdy? Yeah. <laughs> Look at the argument you're making, Bill. Yeah, like, but number one quarterbacks are busts <laughs> all the time, bro. Well, this is fourth round now, Bailey Zappi. And to be fair, he had a defensive coordinator, you know, putting <laughs> his offensive plays. game plans together. So looked pretty good for that. I, I hope and pray that you are right, Bill. I really do. I just All right. So I, there there aren't any busts yet from last year's quarterback class. Right? Zach Wilson was last year. No, last year. Yeah, last year. So he was a bust. I think you could probably call that at this point. Absolutely love your pops, Bill. Uh, No, no, um, no, like Zach Wilson's starting his third year. He's starting on his third Mormon mom is what he's starting on, bud. No, he was 2021 draft. Yeah, Yeah, I'm saying like 2022 draft. There aren't any. Not yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, give him two years. I I think Malik Willis, you could maybe call that based on his playing time this year. They lost how many of their coaches because of his play in Tennessee? Like, but Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance went one, two, three in 2021. Trevor Lawrence, I would, you could make an argument for that kid. Justin Fields, number 11. You'll make an argument for that. Nobody else will. I would take him tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I made the argument last year we trade Derek Carr for Justin Fields. That's because you hate Derek Carr. No, that's you know because- what it is? You just don't want to see a white quarterback succeed in the NFL, do you, Bill? You racist. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Mac Jones was pick number fifteen. He played really well in his first year. Hey, what school did he come out of? Uh, Alabama. Alabama. And what school did you say doesn't put out quarterbacks? But historically, that's <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Mac Jones wasn't wasn't good last year. No, he wasn't no. at all. But again, he had a Matt DC Patricia. in his plays. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, like Ohio State doesn't put out good quarterbacks either. Justin Fields. <laughs> before we spend Maybe. any more time on this, Maybe. honestly, I hope <laughs> you're right. I worry you're wrong. It was a bad trade, Carolina. Gave away way too much. No, sir, Benny. Just a cigarette. She got it. <laughs> uh, okay. So moving on from your your Panthers, you think they blew the trade. I think it's way too early to call, obviously. Yeah. I think if if you guys have the next, you know, Patrick Mahomes or something in CJ Stroud in four years, you'd you'd be Jumping on a table saying best Mahomes trade ever. Mahomes had Andy Reid as his coach. Frank Reich couldn't <laughs> take the best offensive line in the NFL two years ago and turned him into I'm going to get fired halfway through the season. Okay. With freaking 42-year-old 10-kid Phillip Rivers. Like, come on, Logue. How many times did Phillip Rivers get sacked? You had the best offensive line in the league. It doesn't matter. Arguably. It's Phillip Rivers. 
at I'm 42. I'm just saying. 12 kids in. Uh, I thought doesn't it was get like, sleep. Uh, he gave up. I'm on just it. saying. What he was able to do with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia gives me some confidence that he can make a rookie quarterback play well under his program. What did he do with Carson Wentz in Indy? Well, Carson Wentz has not been the same since his injury. It's not the same player. <laughs> but it's not Andy Reid. Andy Reid took Philadelphia okay, to agree. the Super Bowl. No one's Andy Reid. Like, <laughs> that guy's making plays in his sleep. Yeah, Mahomes is literally Derek Carr without Andy no. Reid, though. God, no. Are you kidding me? Not, I mean, that's jumping out the window a little, but I mean, honestly, Andy Reid <laughs> makes little? a big difference. You kidding me? Derek he's a Carr talented sees, kid, but he's has Derek a great Carr offense. sees anyone even look like he's getting around one of his offensive linemen, <laughs> and he starts toe tapping and dancing around like a little queen, and then throws the ball to the other team. Yeah, ro- Mahomes' <laughs> pocket presence is insane. My God, literally throws a pass as he's falling. Okay, to the I'm ground. not comparing Andy Reid or Frank Reich to Andy Reid, but what I am saying is. He has shown the ability to coach some quarterbacks up that are not 47 years old okay. and show them some success. I already like, told you. I hope you're right. I have Carson Carolina Wentz, tattooed on my skin. And so. then when Carson Wentz got hurt, he had Nick Foles, which is a retread. Like, obviously won a Super Bowl with him. That's why he got the job in, in Indianapolis. I don't think he ever had a great situation there at quarterback, which is why they're, you know, drafting number four and looking for the next quarterback of their future. Honestly, though, like you could make the argument that it wasn't Frank Reich that made those quarterbacks. Look at what's happening in Jacksonville. Yeah, no, Doug Peterson definitely had his hand in it. Um, And I I do love Doug Peterson, but I I love Steve Wilkes. I really liked that guy. So do I. I was pounding the table for him, Logan. I know you were. He Frank Wright was a shitty, a shitty hire, Bill. Everything that's happening in <laughs> North Carolina is just crap, and I hate Dev- David Tepper, man. Hate it. Yes, I, I agree with Benny. Wilkes would have yeah, made a difference in Carolina. Also, I, I agree. And the 49ers is so much better for it. Yep. My hope, my hope was honestly, Raph. Like my hope was Tepper would take a page from the guy that bought san francisco and go i'm too involved in this i need to step away because that's when they turned the page 2014 when he took over and he was heavily involved the team like went nosedive yeah yeah jed york as soon as he got out of the the limelight things turned around so as soon as he let football people make football decisions the team improved tepper is just gripping it tighter and tighter and tighter like you know the GM can't make that trade without the owner saying, yeah, give away the farm, bro. Go for it. Yeah. That's not a GM decision on that trade. It's just not. Carolina's going to no. be Detroit Lions until Tepper dies. It, you you want to do something that will just depress the hell out of you? Watch Carolina football. No. Go, go over the last, like, I don't know, 10 drafts. And look at who the Raiders pick, and then look just like a couple picks later. <laughs> I was just doing that, and I'm just like, my God. Looking over those 10 years, how many of those top 10 quarterbacks were, are successful currently? I'm not really going back that far, but I know. I already knew the last, you know, X amount of years, but Jesus. 
it's painful. <laughs> like, oh man. Oh, but that's how it's been for almost thirty years at this point, Bill. It really we were, has. We were like, literal kids the last time the Raiders were relevant. Yeah, I was in high school when when the Raiders were last playing. Well, I, I mean, they played a playoff game last year, but didn't you know, really have a great chance. Not to and take then, away your credibility, but you were super excited about old Tubbo. Tubbo. Coming no, out I was of LSU. Not. Are you kidding me? You thought he I was, was pounding the table for Calvin Johnson, and when, when you kept asking me the question, who's going to throw him the football, I said, I don't give a crap. What's, <laughs> what's throwing a football from your knees 70 yards going to do for you in an NFL game? You're going to be down. <laughs> you know, reflecting back, you are. You are correct. I was so pissed when they drafted Jamarcus Russell. I was like, why? Who's he going to throw the ball to? <laughs> like, we don't have an offensive line. Like, you get Who's a veteran the- quarterback and Calvin Johnson, you at least have something there, even if he's not, you know, the best quarterback in the league. You get a veteran but, quarterback and you yeah. have DJ Moore. Same argument, Bill. Yeah. Well, you got Justin Fields, DJ Moore. I think you guys are going to do just fine. I think you're just being a little negative because you're not sure what they're doing yet. But once you get C.J. Stroud and you see the kid ball out, you're going to be smiling from ear to ear. You know what had me smiling ear to ear? How is Stroud scrambling? Huh? He didn't do it a bunch at Ohio State. Um, He has great pocket presence. uh, But I don't know if you watched the playoff playoff game against, uh, who was it? Uh, TCU? No, not TCU. Who did they play? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, against Georgia. He had the best game of his career. And you know what I didn't see out of him during that game, though, at all? I didn't see him sprinting down the field after throwing big bomb touchdowns to Marvin Harrison, the third, and celebrating with his wide receivers as they're playing an unbelievable game. I didn't see any moxie from the kid. None. I think you need to go back and watch it again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you watch that game, you'll be pretty pumped if no. if his name is drawn when you guys make that pick. I'd be more pumped if he had DJ Moore to throw it to. As would I, but you got to give something to get something, right? Do, uh... What do you call four top uh... – <laughs> what do you call four picks within the first well, two rounds? Typically, that, t- that type of move would have cost you three first-rounders. So get you got – Two first rounders and and DJ Moore and then two seconds. I'm telling you, Bill, we're best friends, but you're making me real mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Talking I hope you're you right. Off the edge here. I really hope you're right. <clears throat> All right, um, couple surprise cuts. Maybe Adam Thielen was asked to take a pay cut. He said no thanks. They cut him instead. Uh, Zadarius Smith has also asked out of. Minnesota, although at this point they haven't honored that request. Um, I'm Feeling to think. hitting the more. free agency, like that would be a big pickup for Carolina to go with their rookie. Chase Edmonds is, he was cut from Denver at running back. I know DeAndre Hopkins is potentially on the move um, from Arizona. He He's more likely to be traded. You also have Jalen Ramsey, like we've alluded to, also likely to be traded. 
They also cut uh, Leonard Floyd today. Uh, There's a lot of lot of cuts today that I think some of them were were pretty surprising. You named uh, and, pretty much all those guys when you were talking cap casualties last week, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any others that I missed, Raph, that you can think of? Um, uh, well, I know there was another one that I was Leonard Fournette, in, but Leonard Fournette. Yep. I mean, how old is Fournette now? He's got to be like thirty-two. Yeah, I don't think he's that um, old. I think he's probably closer to like twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Still got some years left then. Yeah, he didn't come out too long ago. Benny's uh, also um, trying to talk me off the ledge as well. Thank you, Benny. Um, born in ninety-five. Oh, <laughs> ben Jones from Tennessee. He also got cut. He's a really good offensive lineman that I think will have a lot of suitors. Uh, who was their left tackle that got kept getting injured? He got cut too. Um, Taylor Lewan. Yep, yep, that guy. Yeah, he he wants to play left tackle, so I was hopeful that we could maybe bring him in as a veteran. Obviously, he's been injured twice in the last three years, so that's not great. But I think it's uh, like three injuries too. I think he's blown out his knee three times in a row. I think twice, twice. But the first time they. The, the surgery didn't go as they thought it did. So the second one was cleaning up a lot of the, the stuff from the first one still. So I think he'll be back to full full strength, but I guess we'll see. He had. Uh, William he, Jackson the third is the one I was thinking of. He got cut today too, so. Who's he? Or, um, he's a cornerback. I, can't, I think he was with the Commanders, if I remember right. Okay. The Commies. He'll be a good fit for the Raiders if they want to get him as a, you know, not top tier cornerback, but can contribute. What, what do you think Jalen and Hopkins bring in in trade value? Third? Hopkins is going to be a lot less than Ramsey, if I were to guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd say probably like a third um, just because of the contract, which he said he's willing to redo to help teams with the cap situation. So Ramsey, I would say he's probably going to be even maybe a two, a low two. That's so, kind of what I was thinking. I know the Rams want a first for him, but the contract. There's no way. There's no way yeah. now with the contract. Contract's too rich to to get a one, if I were to guess. But and it's not like you're getting. Well, I guess you could. I you think are he's getting a, still a top top five defensive back because he can slide. He can play anywhere. He can play inside, outside, or safety. So well, if you want typically they just put him on the number one and say, "Hey, eliminate this guy every game," and he does yeah. that successfully. Yeah, I, Devin McCourty retired today. Uh, Benny said Orlando Brown. He's a free agent. He wasn't released. They just didn't slap the franchise tag on him to keep him. So is that Orlando Brown like the left tackle from Miami's son, Orlando Brown? Uh, I don't know about that, but he is the left tackle from the Chiefs. So hmm. uh, I'm trying to think anything else we missed that happened. Um. <laughs> Brandon Graham re-signed with the Eagles. Cut. The Eagles are, like, I don't think they're dropping really anything off that roster. They might lose Kelsey, their center. He'll probably retire. might retire. Lane Johnson maybe will retire. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot. They actually allowed Darius Slay to seek trades as well, so... Allowed him to communicate. We'll see if he comes back for a smaller contract, though. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is also likely going to be a 
Uh, Slay, I thought, is just uh, available to trade. He's not a free agent, Benny, I don't think. Yeah, no, he, they made him available to... I think he still has two years left on his deal, but none of it's guaranteed, so that's why he's asking for them to redo his contract or trade him. Um, I don't I don't know how you do that as a player. How do you walk away from... I mean, arguably, two calls, two calls away from being Super Bowl champions. Like, I don't think he's really wanting out of Philadelphia, so to speak. I think he just wants them to redo their contract. So he's asking for them to trade him to, force to try their and hand. force their hand. Yeah, yeah. Give me that money. Um, let's see. Oh, Matthew Stafford potentially available? Question yeah. mark. Oh. <laughs> I know the Rams are in cap hell and they're they're trying to do a reset. Who picks up uh, Stafford like, though? Like he might be available, but nobody's going to be in the market for him. Well, and he's got injuries concerns both on the elbow and back. Uh, Matt Ryan he, and Philip Rivers basically shut down any actual like value he had. Yeah, Les Snead <laughs> basically said that he's a pillar of their franchise, so we're not going to trade him. But at the same time. GM say that stuff all the time and then end up trading people. So yeah, lip service. Um, Jonathan Jones wasn't franchise tagged by New England, so a top tier cornerback. That's, I feel that's like, on the market. I feel like New England doesn't have a single big name player on their marquee. Like the weird thing is, it always happens with the with the Patriots. They make a cornerback available because they don't want to resign him. He signed somewhere else for a huge contract and then sucks wherever he goes. It's cuz he doesn't have Bill calling his plays like so I think who is the one that the just last year that uh the Chargers signed. The one that jumps to my mind is always Jackson. Ty Law as a good, but I can't I don't know. I want to say his last name was Jackson. But he, he didn't re-sign with the Patriots, signed a huge deal with um, the Chargers. And, of course, because the Chargers are who the Chargers are, he got injured for most of the year. <laughs> I want to say it was like C.D. Jackson or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, um, Bill, I love you. Love the shit out of you. I'm going to take a goddamn shower. I was just here for, to talk Carolina. D.J. Jackson. Okay, buddy. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Adios, everyone. Wrap it up. Have a good night. Come on, bud. All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to mention before we move on to just a couple other quick notes? Um, I know you were super interested mm-hmm. in the OBJ workout for the league, hoping to oh, uh, yeah. sign him. Oh my god. Okay. Was it, I don't know. Was there any video from that or from what the workout? From his workout, yeah. I think it was a private one, so I don't think any press was allowed. Mm. But I haven't seen anything. Um, and Benny, it was J.C. Jackson, not C.J. But um, <laughs> no, I don't have anything else really other than basketball. So I'll get to that real quick. If you don't have anything else, NFL. Do you have any free agents you want your your Niners to sign? Um, I I have to take a look at our salary cap and stuff. I mean. You know, I I don't know about our quarterback. We we do need a good third string quarterback. <laughs> um, I just I don't know who that would be though. 
I'm sure you guys have, I don't know if you've proposed the deal or proposed the rule change to the NFL officially, but I know both um, your GM and head coach were both saying we'd love to have that third quarterback available as an emergency situation that doesn't count against the total number of jerseys you can suit on a on a Sunday. That would seem to to help you guys so you don't have the same situation where yeah. you have I mean, two. That happened to a few teams, you know, like that they were about to have to have a quarterback be their wide receiver. I mean, their receive like a receiver be a quarterback and stuff. So, yeah, I um, mean, you had the Broncos. They literally started a wide receiver at quarterback when they had the COVID violations. <laughs> So that was interesting, but yeah, or like, oh, like what Ben is saying, like I, I wish, but I wish Jimmy G could stay. I really like him. Um, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't see how it's going to happen. But. If you guys had him between the three quarterbacks on your roster, you might be able to field one every single game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, keep Jimmy and then get a good sports guy. Like there you go. I mean, pick up Wentz and he can play a game, hopefully. Well, and that's <laughs> I can't remember who suggested it to me, but someone said you guys should pick up the Raiders should pick up Carson Wentz, and I was like, I don't like that idea. Don't like that one bit. But no. Um, like, I was just going through some of the other transactions here. Chiefs released Frank Clark. Um, Calvin Ridley was reinstated from the commissioner's exempt list for, for his gambling last year. Titans released Bud Dupree, so that's another good linebacker on the market. Um, I think that's pretty much everything else. Oh, Vikings released Eric Kendricks. Yeah, I think I really feel like that's that's about it. Um, in terms of the Raiders and, and free agent signing, oh. I I really would like to see a, a wide receiver, and, and this is probably more draft wise, but I, I would like to see a wide receiver that has you know the blazing speed like we had with Henry Ruggs. Um, I felt like our offense was missing that last year. We started with Demarcus Robinson on our roster, but we ended up cutting him before the season even started. Um, we need a guy that can just blaze because we have, you know, the slot receiver in Hunter Renfro. We have the all-time wide receiver in Devontae Adams. We've got the tight end in, in Darren Waller. So having that wide receiver that can stretch the field in addition to those three guys plus the bruising running back in, in Josh Jacobs – feel like that would just add that last missing element to our offense. So whether that's through the draft or, you know, a cheap wide receiver uh, through free agency, veteran t- type of guy, um, you know, we really haven't had that since Ruggs went out. And then we had, uh, what's his name, Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. We had him for a couple games last year. Um He's not quite the burner he used to be, but he still added that element. He had one, I think it was a 75-yard touchdown, which was the longest of that entire season. So missing that that deep threat really doesn't help the guys underneath. So if we can get one of those game stretchers, I would really like to see the guy from Tennessee 
Um, trying to think of his name right off the top of my head. Uh, he's an absolute burner, but I think he probably goes in the first round. So if we go quarterback, I don't think he's going to be there. Jalen Hyatt, that's his name. He's a, an absolute burner. I think he ran like a four four forty and ended up pulling his hamstring or something. So even ran that fast, even with an, an injury. So pretty impressive there. I think we'll, we'll see what he does in his pro day. Uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't do a much better on that, probably in the, you know, four threes, maybe even four twos if, if he can. So, and he's, he's a big guy too. He's not, he's not one of those short burners. He's like six two. So I'd love to see them get him. Um, and then we need help on every layer of the defense defensive line both interior and outside linebackers cornerback safeties so whatever we can do we need to get a big signing hopefully a defensive tackle to to help eat up some of those blocks in the inside free up Crosby and uh hopefully Chandler Jones can have a bounce back season uh linebackers like I said we need help there I know Levante David's probably out in uh tampa bay i think they already released i think him. i did see that yeah or didn't I think bring I him back him. i can't remember if he's a free agent or if they released him but I levante david's a stud. out yeah um so there's there's going to be some like i said bud dupree's available there's going to be some some older but top end talent on the free agent market in addition to you know, you've got some guys in the, in the draft that you're always interested in as well. Christian Gonzalez, I mentioned him in the last pod we did at cornerback from Oregon. That kid's an absolute stud. So he's going to go top 10 if I were to guess. So maybe if we stand pat and don't end up drafting or moving up to get one of the quarterbacks we like, maybe we go Christian Gonzalez at seven. Wouldn't mind to see us trade back a little bit and get Hyatt later in the first round, but we'll see. Lots of things spinning. Um, do you like Adam Thielen to come over to your team, or? Um, I don't think he's fit with the Raiders, but like, I, I wouldn't mind him coming over. I don't really know if we need him all that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't think um, you guys do. I mean, you don't really need help anywhere except quarterback. Just having someone healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um. What did I write down? Yeah. Yeah. Just just quarterback questions. I mean, I don't know if Ben was talking about Baker Mayfield for, for you or for me, but I I like Mayfield. Um either on your team or my team. I don't I don't know why he gets so much hate. But I think he's just a, a weird dude. I think that's why. But <laughs> I mean, he's uh, pretty normal in those commercials. Yeah, <laughs> i I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Raiders if if we're going to go the veteran and yeah. I mean, route. you guys have enough weapons yeah. to make him look good. So yeah, but he also made OBJ disappear in Cleveland. So who knows? I don't know how happy Devontae would be, but I feel like Devontae can get open no matter what happens. So. As long as you got someone that can at least give him the football. But I, I really feel like the most likely scenario for the Raiders is Stidham resigns. In fact, I've heard some rumblings that he's already got a deal in place. But, you know, even though I think we can officially resign him since he's, you know, 
one of our free agents. We can re-sign him before the start of the new year, but I think they're going to give him the option to at least make sure he sees what he's what other teams are willing to offer him before he takes the deal. Um, but I think Stidham comes back. I really think if they want to draft a quarterback, they've got to trade up to three to get one of the three because I really feel like Stroud's probably going one. Bryce Young's probably going two to the Texans. And then if you want Anthony Richardson to guarantee that you get him, you're probably going to have to go three because I think the Colts will probably take him at four if he's still there. So Yeah, I mean, to move up for Richardson seems like a gamble, but to fall to the Colts at four, that would make sense for the Colts to take him. But for somebody to, you know, pull a Panthers for him, that, that I don't think that's a good move. Like, no, I mean, it wouldn't take as much, obviously, (laughs) because that's only moving up for the Raiders. That would be moving up four spots instead of eight like the Panthers did. So I I would guess we'd still probably be talking about our pick this year and probably a first next year, but probably only one of those second rounds. And it'd probably be from next year. So I don't have a ton of confidence in Anthony Richardson just because, like I said, he only started 13 games. So you don't have the body of work. Obviously, you have all the physical talent in the world, but it really scares me when when you take someone that you haven't even seen what they can do. And Will Levis, he has a lot of the tendencies that we didn't like about Derek Carr. Um, He definitely gets skittish in the pocket, obviously doesn't trust his offensive line, wasn't a great offensive line in Kentucky, didn't have a lot of playmakers around him, but he didn't put up numbers either. So I don't know. He's got the big arm that you like to see. Similar to Josh Allen, I don't think it's as good as Josh Allen's, but I don't think very many people on this planet can throw a football like Josh (laughs) Allen. But he's pretty close. I would say he's probably got the top arm in this draft. Um, So we like that. But How's his accuracy, though? That's the other thing. I think he needs a lot of work with his footwork. Um, He has a lot of tendencies to, to fade away with the ball and whatnot, overthrow, hit him over, or go over their heads. So... That's the troubling thing for me. And, you know, some of it might be talent around him, especially on the offensive line. It wasn't doing him any favors. But so maybe if he has a, a solid offensive line in front of him and he has confidence, then he's he'll be willing to step up and, and set his feet before he makes those throws. But that's what you saw with Derek Carr a lot, uh, especially when he was getting pressure up the middle. He would throw off his back foot fading away, and that's why he would miss high. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like. The Raiders are going to have to address the offensive line no matter what they do at quarterback. I think they need to re-sign Jermaine Illuminor, which was our starting right tackle for a good chunk of the season. Uh, I think Dylan Parham will move to center, and then I think we probably need to bring in two guards at least. I would be interested in maybe moving Colton Miller back over to right tackle since that's what he played at UCLA in college, and then bringing in a, a, a Taylor Luan as a you know cheaper veteran. Uh, at left tackle and then maybe you draft another tackle you've got they just re-signed um shoot what's his name benny what's what's the tackle that got hurt that the raiders drafted third round two years ago they just re-signed him today oh let's see raiders tackle anyway 
They've got a swing tackle that they can use that they just re-signed today. I wish I could think of his name off the top of my head, but Brandon Parker. There we go. Uh, just re-signed him today, so he can be the swing tackle left, right, you know, as a backup, or when they're going heavy, he can come in as the tackle eligible. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I think there's lots of things they can do, and obviously when you go 6-11, and 11, there, there's some work that needs to be done. Um, but we'll see what happens. OBJ, I don't think is a fit. Adam Thielen don't think is a fit, but like I said, a burner that can stretch the field. That's what we need. Maybe even another tight end. Uh, I know Foster Moreau is on the market. They did re-sign Jesper Horstead. That was kind of our blocking tight end. So I think we need I another I one there. I thought I saw the Bucks let go with somebody. Tight end. Tight end. I thought so, but Dude, there's so many releases. It's tough to keep up. And today has been nuts in terms of NFL news. And, of course, the Panthers dropped that nugget right at, like, 4 p.m. <laughs> so <laughs> everyone's, like, getting ready to, to shut down for the weekend, and they made that trade. But there was, yeah, tons of releases in anticipation. And legal tampering oh. starts Monday. So Okay, maybe the Bucks are expected to release Cameron Bray. Oh, yeah, that probably makes Which sense. I'm, I kind of like – I liked him. I mean – he wasn't I think he would doing be too top. much the last couple of years, but well, if it helps you at all, Foster Moreau basically hasn't played, and he's the fourth best tight end on most of the rankings for free agency. So, if Cameron <laughs> Brake were to get released, I think he'd probably jump to the top, if not second, on that list. So, um, maybe an interesting signing there, but we'll see. Um, in terms of, well, I'll give you one last final chance to, to do any other NFL news before we step away from no, that. No, I'm good. Okay. There's so, there's too much in the air still. So. Yes. March Madness, obviously coming up. Uh, most of the championships finish up this weekend, so you'll, you'll have selection Sunday on, obviously Sunday, I think it's in the evening, if I remember right. So we'll see who makes the NCAA tournament. And then, obviously, you have your, your lesser tournaments like the NIT. Uh, so still some hope if you don't make the – or if your teams don't make the, the NCAA tournament. But I always love this time of year because, you know, you have 64 games – or 64 teams, 32 games in, in two days, essentially – and and it's fun to watch those. You get a lot of upsets and things like that that keep it exciting. Do the brackets, and then you have spring training, which I will be attending here in about five days. So super excited for that. And then baseball kicks off right after the tournament's over. So, uh, Raf, do you pull for any college basketball teams? Um, not not particularly. I I was looking at USF and they lost today. I think I saw. Um, University of South Florida out of Tampa. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say San Francisco, but no, 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 no. You say I mean they're they're team? they're the same colors almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think San Francisco is like more of a yellow, and then U.S. like South Florida is gold. But <laughs> yeah. Um, and then who else? I mean, I think I think UCF won, but I don't like them so. You know, it's a Florida team, but <laughs> well, Pokes obviously won't be making it after their nine and twenty season. Um, 
Utes. I, I, I did see that they were last. <laughs> yeah. Benny, I don't know if you paid attention to how the Utes did this season. I haven't seen anything, so I'm assuming they did not do well. I know they haven't had a good season last couple, so it's uh yeah. I mean I don't think I'll have any teams to really pull for other than I always love going for like the fifteen seed that has the improbable run. Whoever that might be this year. It always seems to be the fifteen seed that pulls off that that crazy run. Uh, what's the the nun or old lady that has been spotlighted in the last couple seasons. I think it's a nun, isn't it? I can't remember what that team was, but anyway. They always feature her on the broadcast, and she's like, I'm 90-something years old. I just want to see them win. And they always just give her the spotlight, and it's funny. But anyway, so we'll see what happens in the NCAA tournament. Um, But then the Warriors finally get Steph back, and, of course proceed to go on like a three-game losing streak against the Thunder of all people. And then (laughs) Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green had some verbal sparring through the media. And then uh, the Warriors lose to the Grizzlies, so that didn't look good on paper. Um, I don't want to say they're done, but it seems like every time time Steph gets – out for a little while they'll play better and then he comes back from injury and they seem to lose there you go loyola Loyola marymount in chicago sister jane 103 years old benny says so that's that's who i was referring to i don't know if they've ever won but they went on a run i think it was two years ago made it to the elite eight if i remember right so pretty impressive run there um but yeah like i said warriors i feel like if they don't go on a winning stretch here in the next couple weeks to end the season on a hot note, um, I don't think they have a chance. Oh, they went to Final Four. That's that's very impressive. But um, anything else you had to add NBA-wise? I know you don't pay, pay too much attention to it. Um, well, before, before we are... started, the Warriors were in sixth. Now they're in seventh. But No, they were in fifth just – or was it two earlier? days ago? And then, yeah. Well, I, I thought earlier today when I looked, they were, I swear they were at least in sixth place earlier today. And then I guess maybe Dallas Mavericks won earlier or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because now they're in sevens. But um, basketball stuff? I mean, other than, you know, all those people breaking their ankles in yeah. warm-ups. <laughs> Yeah, KD out the next three weeks, I think, with his ankle roll, which that one looked brutal. And then Jonathan Kaminga right before the the Grizzlies game we were just talking about. I didn't, you didn't actually get to see his ankle roll because it was too quick. But I mean, he must have rolled it pretty decent to miss yeah, the game. I, so I just, maybe they need some different strength and conditioning coaches because, well. They, I don't think there's many people up. that look like Kevin Durant that <laughs> <laughs> play basketball. Like that dude is the slim reaper for a reason. Um, yeah. He's, I just seeing their legs and stuff. I'm like, how, how do you even stand? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, Jonathan Kaminga, he's, he's pretty well built, but yeah, like I said, Kevin Durant's like seven feet and 200 pounds. So, <laughs> Very thin guy. Yeah, they need they needed to figure something out because that's 
that's kind of ridiculous. But I don't know. My Warriors are just a uh, they're twenty seven and seven at home, seven and twenty six on the road. So like the polar opposite. They're great at home and absolutely horrendous on the road. I think that's the worst record in the NBA on the road. Oh no, Spurs and Rockets have two game worst records on the road. But well, I mean, you, you can't count them because they're eliminated already. So right. <laughs> Benny says Zion Williamson is a bust, which when he plays, he's great. But I think he's played, what, 28 games over his first two seasons, three seasons, something like that. So definitely looking to be that way, like the next Greg Oden. Greg Oden couldn't stay on the court either. But All right. I think that's all I had, unless you have anything else. Uh. No. Well, no. I mean, I think I read something about... So I was a Sonics fan. I think um, Sean Kemp might have shot somebody. I don't know. He he (laughs) actually was um, (laughs) released and no charges are are going to be pressed because... Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess he went... He tracked his stolen items to a car and when he went to the car to confront them, they shot at him. And so he returned fire, and they. The initial report was that he did a drive-by, but that wasn't the case. So yeah, he okay, was, yeah, I think that's what I saw. <laughs> yeah, he was released, and and no charges are going to be pressed against him. So okay, Sean that's Kemp, probably why that's, it, that's it a name off. I haven't heard in forever. <laughs> that's like NBA Jam days. Yeah. No. Um. Well, how how's Gary Payton the second coming along? He's out. Probably at least until the playoffs if they make it. So okay. we'll see. That's one of those things where they were looking for, you know, a shot of energy and, and team building and uh, kind of went sideways when found out he had the uh, torn muscle in his stomach. So um, Benny, I already mentioned at the top, Western won the national championship for wrestling. So. We did the Wyoming news at the front because we were waiting for Logue to jump on to talk about his Panthers, and then we got going on the Panthers for an hour, so (laughs) (laughs) it's fine. All right, well, if you don't have anything else, we'll we'll call it here. I don't know. Every time Logue's on, I swear we go over an hour and a half, but it's fine. It's always entertaining. (laughs) Love Love the turns into left field we get, but... It's fine. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, thanks for the comments. Um, hope you guys catch the next one, and we will we will keep you going. Well, yeah. Have-